This is the Effective Engineering Manager podcast. In today's episode, Adam and Slava discuss goal setting and effective ways to set goals with your directs. Welcome to the Effective Engineering Manager podcast. Hello, Adam. Uh, It's your time today. What would you like to talk about? Hi, Slava. Well, it's that time of year again for managers and directs to start planning and executing goals for the new calendar year. And in today's episode, we will discuss some of the challenges with goal setting and provide some guidance for making this process more effective going forward for managers. It's a very important topic indeed. Uh, Let's dive right into it. Uh, What is exactly goal setting? And uh, it often seems like there is an assumed understanding that what it is, but often it seems that it's ambitious to many. Exactly. And, and I think that's one of the, the key things we want to bring out from today's session is that, you know, we talk goal setting, we, we think we know what it is, we put some things on paper, uh, but I think it, there's a lot more to it. And to, so let's develop a working definition for goal setting. Uh, first thing is it's, it has to be tied to a individual's motivation towards career growth. So first of all, let's preface this by saying uh, goal setting is we're talking about a manager and a direct setting goals for that individual for that calendar year and, and how each individual is going to be able to grow and move forward, which ultimately means the team moves forward. So the first thing there is leaning into what is that individual's motivation towards their own career growth? Where are they motivated to grow? Then building upon success. So it's very important that goals have some kind of natural impetus to it, uh, some motion that's leading into that goal. You know, you don't just make a goal that really has no foundation because ultimately it'll be harder to kind of ramp up even to get to the point where you can start that goal. So goals should be built upon previous successes and iterative. But at the same time, they should be challenging. So how do we, you know, a goal by its definition is something you want to attain and attaining something it should be something that is a challenge for you, something bigger than what you're currently at uh, non-status quo. Then there should be some kind of purposeful intent to grow or expand. So again, this is kind of playing on motivation, but it's a little bit more keyed in to say there should be some, uh, you know, actionable things that the individual is willing to do to get towards that goal or things they're already doing that will lead there. So there's some purposeful intent to make it happen. And then providing orientation towards an end. So goal setting is, is often about the, the, the end, where you're taking this to and what you're trying to get out of it. Where are you trying to be as an individual in your career? Uh, what are things you're trying to accomplish? What does that next step look like for you? So that end should be well-defined so that we can determine if the goal is being met or not. And the last thing is there should be a means for measuring progress. It's not just something that you set it. You don't just set a goal, walk away from it, and kind of expect it to happen. There has to be regular check-ins and in a very structured way between a manager and a direct to measure that level of progress and assess against that. So those are some of the components that I think are key to just defining what goal setting is and leading us down this path for how we can be more effective in setting goals to begin with. Uh, Great. Uh, This is a good uh, working definition and uh, the one I think serves as a good baseline for managers to use. So now let's understand what exactly is the challenge with the, the goal setting today. 
Can you dive into that a bit? Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is, again, the heart of the matter is, I think if you talk to anybody, anybody knows what a goal is. Everybody kind of understands, uh, especially if you take some of the pieces of the definition that we just defined and add that to it, you get a really good idea of, of how you can uh, define a goal. But the biggest challenges are often that goals are often set without any pro context. Most importantly, goals are set with uh, the wrong context. Goals are usually set for individuals based on projects. For example, you know, so-and-so, you're going to be measured, your, your success criteria is going to be if you, you know, land this project or if you do X, Y, and Z on this, on this other project. Um, and the problem there is that projects, especially within engineering, are often known to change, especially over the course of the year. Roadmaps change, requirements evolve. And so these goals could become obsolete very quickly um, over the course of the year. The, the next thing is that goals, when they're, especially when they're driven by project needs, um, they're excluding the individual, right? So going back to our definition where goals should be purposeful, you know, have purposeful intent and driven towards an individual's motivation, that there needs to be something tying to that individual, not just the project. So when we set goals at the project level, we're completely missing on this motivational aspect. Um, you know, telling a person to land a project is not is is just giving them a reason to land the project, not necessarily a growth goal for them, not leaning into their motivation. So, individualizing goals has always been a challenge. And then next is often there's no path for attaining those goals to execution and or the execution path. Individuals are often left without a clear way to move forward. Um, it's either up to themselves or they have to kind of define it on their own. And we're missing an opportunity as managers to be good coaches and, and do what we're supposed to do in helping grow individuals on our team to be more productive and grow in their careers. Um, and, you know, so many times, especially early in my career, uh, work with my manager, you know, we would set goals at the beginning of the year. And we would, you know, jot them down. They would get logged into some system. And we would come back at the end of the year, performance review time, and look at it again. And we would both laugh because the things, the goals on there were were things that were never even in our purview throughout the course of the year. They, the requirements changed too much. The dynamics of the environment changed too much. Uh, the product evolved in a different way than we anticipated. And that's not a bad thing. It's just that's the nature of of what happens in, especially in software engineering, especially when we're more iterative. Um, so, you know, putting those goals together in January and coming back to them in December without any path to review them or evolve them is, is, a, is, a, is a failed start. Um, and also goals are, are often not tied to individualized growth. So we mentioned individualized motivations but they also need to be, be tied to some a way that an individual can see themselves growing. And that's not always clear until you really understand that individual, right? So if you're not having effective one-on-ones with your direct, if you're not really building uh, a relationship there, you're not going to understand what they perceive as growth versus not. Um, as a manager, you may think that you know, promoting somebody to being the next level and being a manager is growth for that person. That may not be. They may not want to grow that route. They may just want to explore 
something else, another type of challenge, but not necessarily vertical growth within the organization. Um, and or there may be there may be discrepancies on how they interpret what that means. You know, oftentimes in engineering, people see moving into a management route as kind of losing their touch on on technology, which for many engineers is not something want to do. But until you bridge that gap and understand their individualized definition for success and growth, you're, this is going to be a challenge for setting clear and effective goals. And then the last thing is uh, one of the biggest challenges we see is that uh, teams end up very fractured and purely motivated by non-purposeful intent uh, or intent, uh, you know, purposefully driven uh, means. What I mean by that is if individuals, if there's no individualized goals and you're not tying it to individuals' needs, they're, they're going to converge towards a, kind of a competitive nature where people think they're being measured against each other for success, right? And, and especially if you're tying it to projects. So, you know, if I don't, if I don't land this particular project, I'm going to be seen as a, a failure. I'm not going to, you know, my growth is going to be stunted. So I'm going to do whatever I can to land this project, sometimes at the exclusion of others on my team. You know, I might be competing with somebody else um, for what I am trying to attain. And I'm not, I'm going to be less apt to helping someone and collaborating with someone if I feel that's going to be taking away from me landing this project goal. So over time, teams that where you don't have effective goal setting, teams become fractured, they become more siloed, um, and they're not driven by purposeful intent to grow, um, which often can become a, a even uh, broader challenge. So those are some of the key challenges when goal setting is not done properly. Great. Uh, those are certainly challenges that most of us have encountered, uh, at least at some point in our career. And they ultimately do prove that uh, these are some of the biggest barriers in uh, getting the most of the oh, most of, uh, of uh, out of our teams. Yeah, exactly. And again, this is very much tied to how much trust an employee has, which again is a foundational principle for effective managing. And if you're being measured by unachievable goals or goals that per are perceived to be unachievable, and and also no path to achieve them to begin with then really what type of trust do you ultimately have in your boss, in your leadership team, right? Um, if, if it, you know, the one, one of the few times where, you know, you could be vulnerable to needing that coaching and guidance from your boss and an and agreement and a path to be able to grow. And if that path is not being fed by your boss, um, you know, really that relationship starts to deteriorate over time. It's true. So how do we prevent some of these challenges and steer towards more effective goal sets? Well, that, that's great uh, that you mentioned that, Slava, because I really want to start to get into some of these key tenets for goal setting. So we defined a good definition for goals uh, and what goal setting is all about. Um, so now let's talk about how we actually move forward with that. First and foremost is establishing individual goals. Okay, so each as a manager, each direct on your team should have an individualized goal plan. What does that really mean? Number one, it means that you're tapping into each person's individual motivation. Why are they there in the first place? What are they motivated towards in the next year or two years? 
how can um, they challenge themselves individually? So, you know, one person who's maybe growing early on in their career is going to have a different set of challenges than someone who's far more mature in a more senior role. Um, someone who has a broader scope of responsibility as well is also going to have different types of challenges um, in, and that they have to satisfy and be able to work through in order to be productive than someone who has a narrower scope. But that doesn't necessarily mean they, they have to be competing with each other. They just have to mean that each person has to be individualized. And it's up to managers and, and leaders to dive into those motivations and understand those and build help with work with the direct to build individualized goal plans. Um, and you should also be looking at how they can challenge themselves um, and coach them towards that. You know, sometimes people need a little bit of steering towards those challenges. So you want to find where that sweet spot is in when you're talking with your directs, when you're having your one-on-ones, when you're building this, this um, goal-oriented plan, also looking at the individual's history. Um, you know, you want to make sure they're, you're, again, you're putting something in place that's built on previous successes. So it has to be individualized. The next thing is make sure the goal itself has opportunities for achieving those goals. So we mentioned before that goals should not be project goals. Really, you don't want to take project goals that your your team is being assigned and making just kind of propagating them down to individualized goals. You want projects to be opportunities. So an individual has their own path, their own goals, uh, but the projects are opportunities for them, or vehicles rather, to start achieving those goals, right? A good example is I, as an engineer, in the next year, I want to become a, you know, more of a system design architect type, doing more of that uh, and, and contributing more at the system level. Okay, well, that's, a, that's an individualized goal. Now, an opportunity to do that is to take this project that the team just got assigned or is in our roadmap and provide that as an opportunity for the individual to practice doing effective system design, right, and start measuring that. Right? And so you're using those as vehicles. Note, in that case, the individual is not being directly, their goals are not directly measured by the success of the project. That will implicitly happen, right? If a person doesn't do well on the project, it'll, it'll definitely affect the, you know, their ability to achieve their overall goals. But what you're not doing is saying their goal is the project. You're saying their goal is X and the vehicle is the project. And I think when it's presented that way, Individuals see it as opportunities and a path forward. So you're starting to set that path by doing that. Uh, next is it's very important that one-on-ones, self-learning, some of the guidance we've given in the past on that, um, and time management are tools that we start to really use to help move forward towards achieving these goals and assess performance. So we've talked about some of these things in the past in terms of how an individual can be more effective, uh, especially managers and sharing with their team. But now you really have something to latch it onto. So in your one-on-ones, you're going to spend time talking uh, about goals and how that individual is moving towards those goals, um, using self-learning to tie into and feeding those goals. If an individual wants to become a better architect, well, some of their self-learning has to be around how do I become a good architect? What are some of the, the paradigms and patterns that I need to um, build and learn and some skills to build effective architectures, right? So that feeds into self-learning. 
Um, time management, of course, is going to be critical because managing your time effectively is going to lead to a more clear and guided path towards your goals. If you don't have your time organized properly and time is wasted in different areas and meetings and getting sunk in different activities, uh, you're going to be very tactical and not strategic in attaining those goals. Next, have a quarterly or a half yearly sync on your achievements. Um, so you're meeting one-on-one with your directs, but also meet on a, on a less periodic basis, and but with a broader or deeper discussion on where they're at. And use that as an opportunity to fine-tune goals. So if, if an individual is having some trouble, you know, uh, pursuing a certain path towards a goal, or if the goal might be a little too ambitious, or it's too undefined, that's an opportunity to redefine it. Again, iterating here is the key so that you don't get to the end of the year and like, oh, wow, we completely missed on that because we never, we never modified it and adjusted it to meet, um, you know, uh, what was actually happening. And then at the end of the year, when you determine the full body of work for the year and doing a performance review, as a manager, you want to focus on consistency. So how consistent was that person toward achieving their goals? Because consistency and persistence is very much a key part of the formula to being successful in their goal, right? You know, if if they did have a goal of becoming a better architect, did they land did they do that on multiple projects or did they do it once and kind of walk away from it or did they do it once and not apply feedback to continue to improve on the things that they were learning um, throughout the rest of the year so consistency is a very important measure that you want to tie to a goal setting and execution and then next not creating a competition culture is very important uh, we talked about this just a few minutes ago but it has to be reiterated over and over again, and it has to be built in the trust relationship with your individuals and directs on your team that it's not about, you're not competing with another person for your own goals. Right? Your goal is not the same goal as somebody else. And there have to be clear lines for collaboration, engagement, and that will help everybody uh, ultimately achieve their goals. If an individual feels like they're competing with somebody else on their team for the exact same goal because the goals are tied to project or roles, then that will, again, cause the team to fracture and become more siloed and individuals will focus more on, on that than being progressing towards their goals. And then the last thing in goal setting is measuring individuals that go above and beyond. You really want to be able to see when an individual is pursuing their goals and have, have attained it, measure how much motivation has gone into them trying to go above and beyond, not just meeting a goal, but really that truly is their motivation. And if it is their motivation, they're going to naturally, you know, go beyond just what is necessary to meet that goal, right? And if they're being consistent, if they're healthily contributing to the team and others, and you're, and you're iterating on making those goals more fine-tuned to match the, the nature of the work and the individual, the individual is going to feel more empowered to want to do more at the end of the day, right? Because they're seeing success. So that's also going above and beyond is a very key part of the goal setting and execution process. So those are, I think, a little bit of the uh, tenets 
for achieving goals as defined by that goal definition that we uh, defined up front. What are your thoughts on that, Slava? Yeah, I think it's a good stuff because, uh, first of all, I really like your notion of um, uh, goal-setting exercise uh, to be a part of someone wanting to be a better engineer or, or, or a manager, right? That's a very noble goal and uh, uh, feeding into that is great. I really like what you said about uh, not making projects or accomplishments or landing projects on time and with quality a goal. And I'm, I'm thinking that this is important because that landing, what we do on time and with quality is a definition of our uh, basic responsibility at work, right? So essentially we cannot be setting a goal of doing a good job, right? This goal is already set and we are paid for it for delivering it. We, we, we actually get paid for doing our jobs, right? And what we are talking here is not delivering, so, you know, being on time with, with quality, right? So, and I think uh, what's one of the things that we can do is uh, another technique of uh, coming up with those goals. First, you, you mentioned, right, uh, uh, personal development or doing stuff in a collaborative uh, matter, not competing with the team, and all those good things. And one of the approaches that I use effectively is uh, splitting the goals or starting a discussion with the employee or even with yourself. I mean, if you're in involved in setting your goals for yourself as a, you know, as an experienced manager, right? Most likely your boss is not going to be, uh, you know, holding your hand, right? Especially as we grow through ranks and become more and more uh, experienced managers or engineers. I found it useful to break it into two parts, which one is a, a product, another one is a, a people, processes, and tools. And this helps us to sort of divide and conquer, right? When you sit down and if you're talking to yourself or talking to your uh, employee or direct report, right? You can present this breakdown and say, hey, what are the things you would like to achieve to make things better in those four areas. And you, you, for example, you gave an example of time management. Maybe they notice that the team is really not very good at time management and they would be interested in uh, uh, making the team better by uh, coaching them on time management, for example, right? That's a very noble goal, right? And there's gonna be a great outcome on the people's side, right? Because the whole team becomes better engineers and managers. On the product side, I think it's kind of, this is the danger where you already mentioned, which is we should not be thinking about, you know, you have to deliver what was planned on the roadmap, right? This is, this is, this is a given and this is what you get, you know, mid-level performance reviews, right? Which says, hey, he's done okay, right? He didn't, didn't screw up anything, but at the same time didn't achieve much, right? So for the product, I think everyone is going to be coming up with their own, uh, ways to make things better and uh, this can be uh, anything that uh, makes situation better for the product right uh, for the processes uh, same thing for example if if a team uh, I can I'm going to use myself as an example right uh, at, at one place I introduced this idea of uh, QA handoff right where we change the process such that engineers have to provide a, sh a brief write-up uh, on what changed, what are the risks, uh, what, what, what tests were introduced, 
what should QA pay attention to? And that turned out to be an amazing tool that a process which people loved because now QA knew uh, what to test and uh, employees, uh, our direct reports held our, themselves accountable for making sure that the tests are present. Right? Or tooling, for example, let's, let's, talk, let's talk about tools. Imagine if there's no CI CD in the, in, the, in the system, right? Or in the development process, right? And uh, uh, an employee or uh, an engineer or a manager can set up a goal of introducing uh, CI into the uh, software development lifecycle, right? This is, a, this is a great goal and, you know, accomplishable within a reasonable period of time with some, that would require some effort. And it's going to make things better for everyone. So I think this whole idea of either becoming a, a better employee, better engineer, better manager, or making things better for everyone, for the entire team and for the company and for the customers, I think this is something that we can always keep in mind when we have those uh, goal-setting conversations or when we are setting goals ourselves for ourselves. These are my thoughts. Yeah, I th absolutely. I, I, I think that's a really, really crisp way to break down goals. And, and as you were talking about those, I think two themes came to mind, which are really interesting. First and foremost is in, in all four of those categories, there was no artificial timelines, right? It wasn't your goal is being measured by the fact that this project is being done by this date. It's being measured by real value, right? deliver, you know, people related things, tooling, things that are going to add a, a, a very immediate or long-term value to the team. Like you mentioned in your example with the QA handoff, right? These are things that um, have much broader impact. They're more, they're more organic, right? Than just saying, hey, by June, you land this project, you're going to achieve your goal, right? So they're not, they're not tied to any artificial timeline. The second thing is those, it really ties into, I think, emotional intelligence. Um, because when you as an individual are keenly aware of, you know, the other challenges individuals on your team or other teams are having, or the larger the larger uh, organizational's challenges, right? And how your how you can fit in to help that, and how you can affect some kind of a change, is ultimately going to have a very large impact, right? So if you if you are aware of this the surroundings, if you are building good relationships with people, then your goals are going to be um, far easier to define and they're going to have more at your fingertips to to work on and contribute and so i think that's just another way to exercise those skills as well and i think um you know people process uh tools and product are all really great areas to lean into with regards to goals and helps guide our our directs and uh, managers to do so yeah uh, good stuff and then while, while you were talking it actually triggered a thought I would like to provide a bit of a, you know, a bit more color on uh, this, uh, how to pick what, what, what to make better. Uh, we already have an episode uh, which is called uh, Gap Analysis, right? And it's a very powerful tool for identifying what is missing in the uh, SDLC and uh, what requires attention and improvement. And uh, doing that Gap Analysis uh, with your direct reports or maybe with an entire team, Maybe a very powerful exercise for 
identifying what is missing right now so that the, the team can see this, uh, if you want, a buffet of options of things that they can take on and make things better for everyone, right? This can be a powerful way to, to do things. And I highly recommend that uh, our listeners check out that uh, podcast on gap analysis as well. Good. Absolutely. And as you can see here, this, you know, we're really creating a whole branch of opportunities uh, to exercise some of the things we've talked about just by talking about goal setting. So it's, it's certainly an important yep. topic. Yep. And uh, uh, so speaking of the product, we mentioned that, you know, product, not project. And I was thinking that when we talk about uh, setting goals in those four areas, starting with the product, I think nothing is wrong with uh, setting a goal that says uh, deliver product we are developing on time and with quality. This is already a good start, right? It's, we, we talked about this is a part of the job, right? This is what we are getting paid for. And this is not like the stretch stretch goals and uh, but if 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 uh, if your direct is struggling with coming up with something in the product area that's fine we can just put hey deliver a great product on time with quality and uh, another thing that i would like to mention that it does goals do not have to be form this approach that i described and you described it it doesn't have to be formal right it means that it means that it doesn't have to be strictly fall in exactly four categories or four areas. If it's just one category, right? If you have someone who's interested in CI/CD, and in a year they're gonna land uh, this new process and infrastructure that is, that's gonna enable uh, rapid iterative software development. This is a gr this is great. This is great alone, right? And it's uh, that doesn't have. They may not don't have to do the other three or two, right? Really, it's really, really, we really should avoid this danger of being formal, right? And unless they presented the, those four, four areas fully covered, um, we, we won't consider it as a, as a working thing. So just a, sort of a, a bit of a, a warning there. So Yeah, I think that's a good call out because if you think about it, and I know personally in my own career, when goals have been set in a very formal way, what's the first thing you think about? You think about, oh, wow, uh, my, my, my performance evaluation is going to be measured based on this, right? When, when you present it very formally, it's, it's, it feels like it that way. And you lose that, that it's almost like because it's on paper, my boss has something to criticize me against if I don't do it right, right? But I think you're right that making it less formal and tying it to individuals' needs and building on that relationship of trust you're going to be far more successful in getting buy-in from the individual towards that plan. And if you as a coach, as a manager and a coach, are helping guide them and coach them and you know, continue to talk about the goals throughout the year, you're, you're going to be seen as, as more of a guide and, and an enabler than just somebody that's judging them at the end of the year. So I agree with you on that front. Uh, the less formal they are, it doesn't mean that they aren't real goals, but the environment in which you're setting goals and, and affecting them is certainly should not be something overly formalized. Yep, uh, good stuff. So uh, to recap, uh, can you provide a short checklist for our listeners on how they can start effective goal setting with their direct reports? Absolutely. So number one, establish a clear culture of goal execution, continuous iteration, and no competition. As a manager, you have to be genuine and consistent with that theme um, to, to in, again, continue to build trust and guide the team towards 
focusing on their goals and iterating them. Number two, create individualized goal plans for each direct tied to their own growth goals and their own motivation. And by doing that, um, each person will have direct buy-in. They'll be more motivated to want to, to participate in those goals. And you will be breaking away some of these, these uh, you know, challenges of comp- having competition across the team. Number three, use one-on-ones and self-learning and other tools like time management to create and link the path of goal execution. So as a coach, you have to keep that path moving. That's your job, keeping that engine moving so your directs don't just steer away from it and forget that. Um, And those are one-on-ones and self-learning are great tools for that. Number four, tie projects to individuals based on goals and their individualized plans. So instead of making the project the goal, tie them as opportunities and vehicles to those goals. Number five, meet quarterly or every half year to sync on achievements and tweak them accordingly. Number six, meet at the end of the year to review the full body of work and focus on consistency. How consistent was that individual in pursuing that goal and growing as they went down that path? Number seven, identify and reward individuals who go above and beyond. Use that as part of the formula for measuring success towards that goal because that's a clear indicator that the individual is motivated and you have alignment between the goals and achievements. And number eight, when defining goals, lean into product, people, processes, and tools. And that's not an exhaustive list, but that's a really great breakdown and helping individuals find ways in which they can define and execute on their goals. So we hope that this checklist provides our listeners with a clear path to start effective goal setting and sharing it with uh, individuals on their teams and their directs. Thank you, Adam. Uh, this is really good stuff. And I believe uh, lots of our listeners are going to be benefiting from it uh, going forward. Thank you, Slava. And for all our listeners out there, we really appreciate any feedback. Uh, please feel free to reach out to us via email at contact at effectiveem.com, on our website at www.effectiveem.com, or feel free to leave reviews and and comments um, on wherever you consume this podcast. So until next episode, uh, we, we hope that everybody out there continues to practice good, effective goal setting. 